Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! 360. Bow him with the sauce. Got it! And one! Fires a long one. Nothing but Nick. Welcome to another episode of All Nat, brought to you by OTS. I am your host, Natalie, but most people call me Nat. And today I have with me a guest who we've been working to try to get together for a long time. And finally it's happening. And I can't think of a better time to have her on the show because we are in the middle of the playoffs. The Warriors just won game six to send themselves to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in like two postseasons or two years, mm-hmm. however you look at it. So I have Whitley Sandretta with me. Thank you, Whitley, so much for being on. Whitley is from uh, 95.7 The Game. I sometimes tongue twist that guy, so I had to take it slow. Okay. And she's a reporter, producer, a senior digital man- manager there. So thank you for taking the time to be on with me. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Like you said, I'm so happy we can finally do this. <laughs> We've been trying for so long. Yes, yes, for sure. So anyways, like, let's just dig right in. Like, initial thoughts on last night, because that was a home game. So were you there? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I was. The energy at Chase Center, that was the close. I'm not going to say Oracle, because I'm not going to compare anything to that. But that was the closest I have seen it to Oracle. It was so loud. The energy from the jump was just insane. 
Um, I will say though, when the Warriors started turning over, I think they had like three turnovers in a row. I almost thought that boos were going to start coming for the Warriors. I'm like, oh my God, no. Do not boo them. <laughs> so I got really close. You could tell the fans, they were irritated, but then they ended up turning around and the atmosphere was just, it was incredible at Chase Center. That's good because there's been a lot of talk around the atmosphere for this first postseason run. What has been your view on it? Like, is it as bad as people are making it seem? Is it a bit exaggerated or is it really been like not that great? Well, where do you land? I would say maybe it's a little bit exaggerated, but I think Draymond said it best when he was like, we have to stop comparing this to Oracle because Oracle is a completely different atmosphere. But Draymond, he's also been honest in calling out the fans saying, we need more. And last night, I think the fans really took that personal a little bit and they okay. you know, stood up to that and they were like, okay, we're going to show out the entire game. And they did. Of course, you know, there was a moment where the Warriors were playing pretty bad. So it kind of mellowed out. But at the very beginning, the very end, it was, it was great. The atmosphere was awesome. Um, do you think like just from a purely like construction, I guess, basics and acoustics, is there anything to the fact that it's just like a bigger space that could lend itself to why it doesn't sound as loud? I mean, I know even over time at Oracle, people felt like as the ticket prices got more expensive, yeah. it kind of priced out some of the fans anyway. So even at Oracle, some, some thought the atmosphere changed a little bit, but like Chase is just a bigger space. I've been to both arenas myself. So Chase is just much bigger um, I don't know if they have like built-in stuff to help with the ac acoustics, but do you think that is a part of the reason why maybe it doesn't seem to feel like it's lively or as loud in there? It could be, but I will say one thing when they developed Chase Center, because I remember going to the tour before it was open, they explained all this. They did try to keep it very intimate. If you look at a lot of these new arenas, I mean, they're just like huge. So they did try to keep that you know, where it's closer to the floor, even if you look up at like the nosebleeds, I don't know if you've been up there, but they're like, no, I was on the first level when I went, okay. when I came. So they're like January. right over the top. So they all, they try to keep everything close to the floor to try to keep that same vibe. But I definitely think there probably is a little bit of difference between Oracle and Chase Center, the size of it, yeah. but the Warriors, they really did want to try to keep that intimate That's, feeling. Okay. So, I mean, what before going into the game, did you think that the Warriors had it? Were you nervous a little bit? Because a lot of fans were nervous. And I did a couple of spaces on Twitter and there was definitely like nervous jitters. And I was just like, they're closing it out tonight, guys. Like, that's mm -hmm. it. This is a wrap. So, um, and originally for the series, I predicted it in six. I mean, I know for a lot of people, jaw going down sort of changed it, but it didn't for me only because like, Memphis is really good without him and they showed that all season. So I didn't necessarily think it was going to be easier. Um, so I had always said six. I said I could see a path to the Warriors winning in five if they play to their level. Right. Mm -hmm. But that means like the turnovers, they can't be oh like God. as excessive as they are. And, you know, like they're, they're having like good shooting nights and, um, but I just knew that that probably wouldn't be the case. So I thought it was going to be six anyway. So I'm happy they won. I'm not that surprised by the outcome, but people were like starting to get a little nervous. So how did you feel going into the game? I was a little bit nervous, not going to lie, from a work standpoint, because okay. for one, like you were mentioning, they're better without Jaw. And 
I don't know exactly why that is. Obviously, their defense is a lot better without yes. Ja. Um, and that's really, I think, the it. big thing. Yeah, but Ja, he's such an incredible talent that obviously you want him out there on the floor at all times. Right. Um, but their defense is definitely better without Ja. But I was a little bit nervous just because I was like, you know what, they're going to do in five. Because selfishly, I was going to have a few days off. I was going to, you know, leave town. And then, of course, it wasn't even a close game when they got blown out. I'm like, seriously, y'all have to do this to me? Oh, my God. You sound just like Marcus Thompson. (laughs) He was just like telling me, he's like, yeah. He's just like, whenever I need to have like a few extra days, the Warriors don't give it to me. And I'm just like, stop it. Stop this. They are closing tonight at six. I was like, I swear to God, if y'all don't win this tonight and you end up ruining the rest of my week and I don't get two days off in a row, I'm going to be so salty. So I'm like, I can just see this happening. But also the Grizzlies, they just don't give up. And no, they don't. It's just always there. So it's like, you never know. And of course, you always have the three one Warriors talk. And I know, even though they've won many series since then, like three one, like they've done it so many times since then, and it it will just never leave them. Obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think sometimes too, one thing that concerns me a little bit, they've been here and they have done that, so I understand that. But their attitude and their mentality when it comes to that, it's just like, oh, we've been here, we're going to be fine. So they can slack off a little bit, I feel like. Right, for sure. Now when you get into the Western Conference Finals, that's not going to be the case. You can't just be careless with the ball and turn it over 22 times, however many times. Like, you can't do that and win a game. Um, so that's one thing that is concerning to me. But when you're playing a team like the Grizzlies, you know, you could have a bad game five and come back and win in game six. Yeah, there was a lot of talk around that game five. And I really thought people started to take too far. They're just like, championship teams don't do this. And I'm like, but like, they're they do, already though. a championship. <laughs> like they've already, like, they're already that. So I don't yeah. understand, you know? And I was like, guys, it's it's one game. Like, I, I get it. Like, it was a blowout, but it's just one game. It's not that, you know, deep. Especially like in general for me, like I get that it's the playoffs, but when a team gets blown out like that, like I, there's just not much I can read for it. I'm like, you just came yeah. and you were not, you know, maybe you thought they were going to lay down for you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what you thought, but like, I can't even like read too much into that. Um, yeah. There's zero effort on both ends of the floor. They just weren't. Right. They just were not. That. So I don't know, but there was just a lot of talk around it. And I think, so there's a couple of things like with the turnovers, like one, I think that I think it'll be improved because I think part of all of those turnovers was just, the Grizzlies specifically, mm-hmm. like their length, right? And like the ability to play the passing lanes. And yeah. I don't know that like any of the other teams, at least for the West, I don't know that any of the other teams will be able to like force those kinds of turnovers, mm-hmm. right? So I think that was somewhat unique to the Grizzlies, but I could be wrong. Cause I mean, the Warriors in general are a turnover prone team and they were not some, a lot of them were unforced. So, but I yeah, do think some, I, I think some of it is matchup specific. But I also think with the Warriors, at least over the years and watching them, I feel like you kind of got to earn their respect, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, like, I feel like they would never go into like, let's say they played Phoenix. I feel like they would never go into a Phoenix series like that because like, even though Phoenix hasn't won, you know, Chris Paul's on the team, they've battled against him before, but I feel like they're kind of like, oh, these guys, who are they? They're young, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I, like, obviously I don't even interview the team. They've never told me this, but it's just kind of what I feel like them. So I feel like the Grizzlies are now like on their radar. So maybe they would just 
treat it differently. But I think, I feel like some of that had to be at play. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, for sure. And then last night, I think, like you're talking about with respect, I think the Grizzlies are finally starting to get the respect. Because I know last year after the play-in game, they were so salty. And they they didn't want to give the Grizzlies, like, you know, they wouldn't want to be like, oh, yeah, this team's going to be around for a long time. After this series, Draymond last night, he was like, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, whip that trick, all this stuff. But he didn't. He's like, I just have to give them respect. Steph the same way. He said they're going to be around for a long time. So I think the Grizzlies, this really opened a lot of eyes. And I think moving forward, they definitely, like you said, they're on the Warriors' radar. And I think they earned a lot of respect after this series. Yeah, I still don't like them, though, but no. um, I, oh, my, I never knew this would be like the new Western Conference uh, rivalry. Clippers. Kind of like Rock guy. Yeah, the Clippers. See, they actually remind me more of like the Clippers because like, the, well, I didn't like the Rockets either, but <laughs> I hated Lob City. Like, I hated them. <laughs> I feel that. I was, see, I wasn't covering the team during that era, but I just remember the Houston Rockets stuff, yeah. the pettiness that went down. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is just like the same vibe. Chris is so the common denominator in those two teams. <laughs> yes. the two. Um, yeah. So I yeah, I really don't like um the Grizzlies though at all. Like I was like, y'all gotta just beat this team. I was mad they didn't end it in five just because I like can't stand them. Yes. So um I'm happy that it ended. Like I do not like that team at all. And also Dylan Brooks, like I know a lot of people are saying after the foul on GP2. He's not a dirty player, but it was a dirty play. But then last night, the way he shoved Steph, I'm like, that right there is so dirty. Why would you even do that again? And in Chase Center, like after what you've already did before, I just couldn't believe he had the nerve to do that. I'm like, that's just yeah, like the man, he is incredibly reckless. Like yes. to me, the distinction I get, like, listen, I'm not an NBA player, so I don't need to make these distinctions like they do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are incredibly reckless and you do it over and over, at some point, there's no distinction to me between dirty and just very reckless. Because when you're very reckless, eventually it's going to lead to bad things happen happening. Yep. And I feel like that, like even before the series, Brooks is a reckless player. He fouls, he like does these things. And so I, yeah, no, that, that play with Steph like annoyed me last night. Oh, I, yeah, that was irritating. He literally shoved him. Yes! So I, I listen, I, whatever. I'm so glad we're done with that team. Yeah. I don't know if you saw some of the tweets afterwards, but like, did you see Kaminga and Ja? Did you see Yes, those tweets? yes. And then I was like, everyone's like, <laughs> and everyone's like, he's won more than you. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. He'll be in the Western Conference Finals. Exactly you won't. You. <laughs> <laughs> so great. I love that. Oh, I love Kaminga's confidence great. too. He's for a rookie, like he's just he's came in, you know, so he didn't play in college and he's so confident. And that's so huge. Not to get off topic or bring up James Wiseman. No, it's fine. When you look at like, you know, rookies, James Wiseman's rookie season obviously started off with COVID and then had the injury. So I feel awful for James Wiseman. But it's just like two different completely players because Kaminga just came in with this confidence. And James Wiseman, I think, has so much talent. But I'm so concerned about his confidence level because if you're in this, if you're in the NBA and you have talent, but you don't have the confidence to go along with it, you're most likely not going to elevate to where you can be. Right. And I think that's why we saw uh, Draymond being so hard on James last season. He was like trying to pep him up a little bit. 
Um, that was completely off topic, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, no, the it's confidence it's, levels. Anything Warriors is on topic for this show. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping that James now will be able to like be eased in. And so mm-hmm. that'll help because I don't know. I, I just kind of always felt like that first year that I grant granted, like things kind of got turned upside down with Clay's injury, but I also feel that they didn't really have like a development plan for him. Mm-hmm. And then they just sort of threw him out there. And so like now it'll be a little bit different. They have the right coaches. My mm-hmm. guess is that even next year when he starts to play, he's not going to be starting. So he'll be able to yes. come off the bench and, you know, be eased in and, and, you know, hopefully he'll get some of his confidence then. And, you know, so I really, I'm looking forward to having James Wiseman. We can use that body, his, his height, nice. like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we need his length and hopefully, cause I feel so bad. I feel so bad about the way he's talked about like mm-hmm. having to see he's everything such, on Twitter yeah. and he he's seems such, such a good guy too. Okay. Yeah. I, I really want to see him succeed, you know? Okay. And I mean, I know everyone has different definitions of what success can look like, but I mean, the raw talent is there, so I'm not ready yet to like limit his potential. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for him for next season, but we got to get through this season. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Western Conference Finals. Oh my God. Well, well actually, I still want to talk about the games a little bit more last yes. night. So, what did you think about Loon? Like, let's start with Kevin Looney. Kevin oh Looney. my God. <laughs> Incredible. And just what the Warriors need, especially when they got killed off the offensive glass in game five, like they needed that. And I don't know if you saw post game, but Draymond and Steph, they're the ones in play. They're the ones yeah. that told Mike Brown, we want Kevin Looney in the starting lineup. And no knock on Jonathan Kaminga. He shouldn't have been in the starting lineup. No, I love Kaminga. I love what he brings. Right. But I think in the playoffs, his spot is to come off the bench and bring a little bit of energy yes. when they need it. Like when the Warriors are kind of like dragging, they need that little boost. Yep. I think it would be huge off the bench. I agree. But him starting, that was so unfair to him, I feel like. but It was. And I think he felt like because he was starting, he had to do more. Like yep. if he would have started and just done the same thing he normally did when he's coming off the bench, it would have been fine. But I think in his mind, it was like, I'm starting. So I got to like do more versus just playing your role because you're going to add something anyway. So I agree, but whatever, he's getting playoff minutes and that's huge Mm -hmm. in itself. So, you know, each step he'll be better, you know? And I feel like I see that with him, like even throughout the season, like sometimes he'll come out in a game and be kind of rough. And then by the end, he's like, good. It's like, he picked up quickly during the game, like while he's playing. So I think the future is so bright for him. I'm so excited about coming And you can tell he has a high basketball IQ, just like you said, if he starts off struggling, it's so big, especially for a rookie, because it would be so easy to get down on yourself when you're a rookie, you have a bad start, but he can just turn it around. And he has a really good ability to adjust as the game goes on, which you don't always see in a young player. So I think Kaminga, yeah, he definitely, he has so much potential and his basketball IQ, I think for a young player is, is pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. I just, cause Loon, I mean, oh he God. played the whole fourth quarter. I was just like, this man, he played 82 seasons. When you really think about like where he's came from, like the G League, the development, like he was sort of a project for the Warriors to being a critical Injury. piece of like their mm-hmm. championship core who probably it goes under the radar and doesn't get enough credit. Like what a, what a, oh my gosh, like stamp to have like mm-hmm. Steph and Dre be like, you need to be starting in a closeout game. That's incredible. That must feel good. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, that's awesome. But he's like, I've been here and you know, he's played with these guys before. Yeah. Looney's always kind of been a uh, under the radar piece, but people forget he's been with these guys in the yeah. finals. He's played with them. So of course, like Draymond and stuff, it's like, yeah, we want him to start with us. And it just makes sense, especially yeah. w- when they're getting killed on the glass and come on Looney. I mean, 22 rebounds. I think he said that that's probably the most rebounds he had since college. <laughs> I'm like, dang. I know. And I know he was so exhausted, but he just kept giving them extra possessions, extra Mm. possessions. I was like, like when I first saw, like when it was early in the game and someone tweeted he had 11, I was like, what? Is that Yeah, like the first quarter. (laughs) Yeah, because I wasn't counting, but I remember I tweeted something like, I said, Luna's out here like fighting for his life to give us, you know, extra possessions. And I hadn't been counting. So when I saw someone say 11, I was like, what? I had to like go and check the box score. And at that point, I'm just like keeping track. And I'm like, this is incredible. Incredible. And Mike Brown was saying like towards the end of the game, he was just like, come on, Loon, just hang in there with me. Like just finish it off. He was like begging him. And so he's like, I'm fine. And Booty, he's just knock on wood because I'm superstitious. But um, yeah. I don't know if I have any wood. I got it. I got uh, some wood right in front of me. I didn't <laughs> <break it. laughs> I'm like bringing out like, you know, everybody. Um, but Looney just, you know, when he started off his injury history and what he was able to do this year, like you said, he played 82 games and that was a big goal of his and not going to lie. There was a point where I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? Looney? Are you sure right. you want a little bit of rest going into the playoffs? Yeah. He played a lot. Um, but he looks great and he's a huge piece. And I think he's going to be a huge piece to, you know, the Western conference finals and hopefully the finals. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, they, they grabbed 70 boards, though, as a team last night. I Wild. mean, Draymond had, I think, double-digit rebounds. Yeah. I can't remember. He almost had a triple. I think he was two assists shy of a triple-double. Okay. Exactly. But he did have. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, he And um, Andrew has just been great all. Oh, yeah. I Like, Andrew's my, like, you know. Me I mean, too. I always see her tweets. <laughs> like, I, I'm an I'm a Andrew Wiggins fan. Yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> And I hate the hate that he gets just because he's just, he has brought so much to this team. And I remember when people were saying, include him in a trade for Ben Simmons. Bonte and I both, we were like, no. Oh, I know. I remember Bonte. With this Warriors team, especially when Clay comes back, it just makes sense. And he does all this stuff. Like, I mean, he hasn't always put up big, like, point scoring wise, but he has been so consistent. All the hustle plays. Uh, the rebounding. I mean, he has just been so aggressive and he's completely, he's another big piece, key piece to this Warriors run, I think. I mean, he was key in the fourth quarter to really turning the game around. Like he had, I think like three or four straight possessions between shots, defensive plays, um, like that just turned the game around. And, and, and after that, that was just it. And I'm just, I'm so proud of him. I love to see him getting like all this, this praise, you know, there's no more calling into questioning of his contract and he's doing it on the defensive end, which still to me is like going like underrated too, because he's a legit two-way force. So I am so happy for Andrew Wiggins. I really hope that they can complete this full run because I would love to see him get a ring. I think when you think about like where he came from and how people like get on him. And then like mm-hmm. when the trade first happened, you know, people were clowning the Warriors for taking him. Then he becomes like a, an all-star starter this year. I mean, it's just such a great so story. I, 
I really want this obviously for all of them but yeah I'm a huge Andrew Wiggins fan so I'm hoping it it goes down I know me too yeah and then of course of course how can we um not touch on game six play um I mean, it's really remarkable when you think about what Clay's been through, right? To get back here and be in that position. I wish I could like see a game six Clay in person because I've only, you know, seen it on TV. But like, what is it like when you're watching him doing that in this game at the right highest level? About, <laughs> I'm getting chills right now thinking about it, especially <laughs> this last night. Like, after everything he's been through, because players don't come back hardly ever from one major injury, let alone two back-to-back missing two years. I'm going to need you to knock on wood again because it's superstitious. But Clay's just looked so incredible. And he, you know, took his rehab so seriously. His body, he's in great shape. He's worked so hard for this. And just to see him, you know, go off like that in person in the game six, and he just has this extra like fire now when he starts going off. You see him like hyping up the crowd before Clay. He just he would never have a reaction. And he was saying how he just will never take this for granted again. You know how much he loves the game. I mean, it's just no words for what it's like in person. Like I said, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. But yeah. it's incredible. I love that he had that moment, especially because he'd been struggling a little bit in this series. So you know, at that time where they needed him most because, like, no one else could really get it going because Andrew was having a difficult first half. Steph was, you know, shaky till the fourth quarter. So, I mean, what a what a performance from him. It's just so typical of him. Whenever I think about him having these games, the OKC one, the most famous one, it was yeah. the same thing. Like, Steph kind of joined him, like, in the fourth quarter, but he just kept them steady, kept them close, kept them close. Then when you think about that Houston Rockets series, what was that, 2019? Mm -hmm. when like Steph got into foul trouble and he had to go to the bench and he was just you know doing what he had to do and then you know you think about uh last night and it's just like Clay like this is just really your thing like you're we should just know that game six is gonna be Clay so everyone should just like move out the way and and let him do his thing so definitely definitely happy for clay and i feel like this is one of those years where like you're really going to be like they got something from everyone because like even if you think about like someone like jordan Poole, who at least in both series like now the first round the second round he kind of has started off hot for the warriors in the first Mm -hmm. two to three games and then seemed to struggle in the later games as adjustments were made but like like game one he was their best player in this series right and then like he was starting and he like really held it down in the Denver series for some of those earlier games so like every person should feel like they contributed I think a piece to this like this run as as it continues to go so I love that um and I hope to strengthen the numbers sorry yeah no no it's fine Cause I really hope they can get to the finals. I know it's like a very slim chance, mm-hmm. but like that, that might be the only way we get to see a GP two sighting again. And I would love to have him back. So I hope that they can get there. Yeah. GP two. I mean, he was such a huge piece and just like, when I still think about that Dylan Brooks style, it just irritates me so bad. And that's why it just like made, cause GP two was on the bench last night. And that's another reason why it made me so mad when Dylan Brooks like shoved steps. I'm like, you're doing this right there and GP2's right there. The guy that you literally just broke his elbow, like fractured his elbow. And it's just yeah, a nerve. I can't get over it. But yeah, GP2, I would love to see him back there. I mean, last night when they showed him on the Jumbotron, he just got a huge standing ovation. He's definitely became a fan favorite. Yes. 
Yes. A huge player. Did you see um, Jordan Poole do the gritty last night? Yeah. <laughs> He did a, he nailed it. That's another player. Jordan Poole's confidence. And you know, when he was struggling and he went down to the G League, came back and he was playing better, he never lost his confidence once. Jordan Poole's another one that you just like, if he's missing shots, he's going to keep shooting. Kind of like play. He'll just keep shooting. Um, right. Love Jordan Poole's confidence too, but I did see him. <laughs> and I, he was like getting spicy with the Grizzlies binge last night. They had a couple words, like several times. I'm like, yes. I love this. I love spicy Jordan. I do. I love it. I love it. I love all the back and forth talk. And I know everyone's saying this is going to be a new rivalry. We'll see. Because I also feel like, well, depending on who we play next, I just think all these teams maybe could end up being rivalries. We'll see. Because like, you know, if we go on to play, and we're going to talk about that next, but like, if we go on to play the Suns, for example, you know, um, Chris Paul already has that history with this team. So I feel like that would like, you know, feed into it. And then I don't know. I mean, we'll see like about what Dallas does. Cause I don't feel like we've really had any kind of like animosity or anything with them. Mm-hmm. But if you, anytime you end up playing a team in the postseason, that's the beginning of these things. So it would be curious to see what that would be like. Um, so, yeah, but I know everyone's like us in Memphis and I'm just like, Honestly, I don't ever want to play these guys again. Not because right. like I'm scared of them, but like if Dylan Brooks is on the team, he's always trying mm. to freaking injure people. Um, and they just they talk so much. Just the, the chirping, the, chirping oh the Twitter, like the tweeting. I just and even I don't media enjoy members them. and stuff. There's a few media members like that stuff that was being said. I'm like, are you serious? You just feel comfortable putting that stuff out there? Like that just shows. Like I'm like, yes. I can't, I wonder sometimes too what those players do with like the Grizzlies. I'm sure there's like shady stuff that you know goes on behind the scenes if some of these media members are like oh I'm just gonna put this out on Twitter so like it's just awful I was like, yeah oh it's, it's weird like their media they were like trying to send the video where like Jordan Poole came to tech, check on GP2 and kind of like look he came off the bench like are y'all serious right now oh my God. Yeah, it was no, just like I was like what is, what is with these people <laughs> I I do not like that team I do not like their fans so like if we got to play them, we got to play them, but I actually don't desire, like, let them be someone else's issue because they are, um, they are something, they are something, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that we won and they yeah. lost. And so onward. And then the Warriors get some days off. They get some time off before the next round and we don't know who they're going to play yet. So I do want to like go, I want to talk about that and, and who they might play and what you think about those potential um, matchups. Um, before we move on to the next topic, though, I just want to announce that I'm so delighted to let everyone know that I now partner with Loop. Loop is one of the fastest growing sports communities, and Loop provides sports cards for lovers of the game and for those who just love to collect sports cards as a hobby. You can be a part of it right now. Just use my link. It's personalized. Loop.cards forward slash natfluential. Loop is spelled tricky guys l-o-u-p-e so that's l-o-u-p-e loop.cards forward slash natfluential which is my twitter handle so you should all know it n-a-t-f-l-u-e-n-t-i-a-l and when you use that link you can get twenty dollars towards your first purchase and make sure you download their app so you can make that purchase in the app so check it out guys don't say i never did anything for you So the next series, Whitley. So 
we don't know who we're going to be playing. I say we, and I like, you're in the media, so I can probably say we, you probably can't say we. So when I say we, I mean me, like we, my team. <laughs> I know um, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> the Warriors, the Warriors can play either the Phoenix Suns or they can play the Dallas Mavericks. If they were to play the Dallas Mavericks, they would have home court advantage. Mm-hmm. If they play the Suns, they would not. These two teams are constructed very differently. So I'm curious, is there, what team would you prefer? So, and tell me from a personal standpoint too, because I know you may have like some preferences in terms of travel Mm -hmm. or where you go. I don't know if you travel for the games, but I I know some people who travel with the team, they're like, I want to be in Phoenix. I don't want to be in Dallas. I want to be here. (laughs) So tell me from that perspective too. But um, what's your preference in terms of like who they see? Maybe it's just like in terms of watching, you know, player or Mm -hmm. team style you want. And then who do you think would be maybe the, the better matchup for the Warriors um, in terms of just basketball? Yeah. So I think from watching perspective, um, like you mentioned, I feel like Phoenix and the Warriors with Chris Paul, they kind of have a little, you know, back and forth, a little pettiness. And I feel like that would be more entertaining but Bonte and I, we've been having so many conversations on this, like talking about he he would rather them uh, play Phoenix because he thinks it would be easier. He thinks Dallas would be a tougher matchup. And the Warriors, they have had more success against Phoenix this year. Um, you know, we've seen Draymond against DeAndre Ayton. He's been able to shut him down pretty well. And so they have had more success against Phoenix. But I just think the pettiness level is huge. And I think home court matters. Like, I don't think you want to play Phoenix and have to go in there and say if it's a game seven you don't want to have to do that because that arena it's wild it does get loud there's so much energy and even the Warriors you know I know they don't like to admit that home court really matters but I'm like it does <laughs> especially home when it's like, like definitely matters I mean just like last night we saw how much it mattered and we saw game five when they when they went to Memphis you know it was just awful so home court definitely matters um but like I said, they have had more success against Phoenix. Chris Paul has just been awful. I don't know what's going on with him these past few games. He's just not right. So I would say Phoenix would be more entertaining, but I would want Dallas for home court. Okay. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, it's like a toss-up for me now too. You know, coming into the postseason, because I have my agendas, right? So mm-hmm. there were certain teams I wanted to play just because it was like, yeah, I wanted Denver in the first round because that would be the Warriors beating the MVP, you know, um, because I felt like Steph was unfairly overlooked. Like I get all the struggles and everything, but, um, and I'm not saying that I thought he should have won, but the way he was just completely removed from the conversation um, because of a, a shooting slump when his team was still winning and they were still winning because of him. I didn't like that. So I was just like, okay, we're going to just ignore the chefs. So yes, I want to play Denver in the first round and I want to beat them. Um, and then I was like, I want the Grizzlies next because people have been talking all year. Oh, Ja owns Steph and the, you know, the Grizzlies have our number or have the Warriors number. And then, you know, when they overtook us for the second seed, people like, oh, they're better. They're going to beat the Warriors. So I wanted them, you know, and then I was like, and then of course we like just finish it with going through the Suns and, you know, people just kept saying, oh, they're the best team. And, you know, I get it like that they have the best record, but like before the Warriors started experiencing injuries, we were like ahead of them or holding pace. 
And when that happened, people just acted like the Warriors just stopped playing well and didn't like acknowledge that um, there were some things happening in the lineup that contributed to maybe why that changed. So in my head, you know, I just had all these agendas and narratives I wanted to tackle. So right now it's like going the way that I wanted, but as this, as the playoffs like went, it didn't matter to me as much because I felt like the Grizzlies got exposed a little bit in that in that uh, first series that they were in with the Wolves. And so I don't think people were looking at them quite the same. And that was my thing. I just wanted them to kind of be exposed a little bit. Um, and then Denver, I mean, whatever. Um, but same thing now with like the Suns, like people were before talking like the Suns were unbeatable. And now people are like, are they gonna win that game seven? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I kind of don't care as much. So I wouldn't mind having home court. And so, I guess I'm fine either way that it goes, but yeah, home court is always good. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same boat. Like I just think either way would be, be okay. But I, before I wanted Phoenix for sure. Yeah, me too. And I think deep down, I still may want Phoenix a little bit. I think just from my personal basketball watching, I think I just prefer, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really like get into Dallas. Like I watch their games and I'm like, I know everyone's like Luca Magic and Luca, but I just, they don't do anything for me. And so mm-hmm. I just think from a viewing perspective and style of play, I think I would also um, enjoy a Sun Series first. So if I trust the team to win on the road, it's the Warriors, you know, they've won a road game in every series. And you would hope that they could grab like one of the first two and with with Phoenix won't have a, if it's Phoenix, they won't have a lot, either team actually won't have mm-hmm. like a lot of time to rest because they're going to play those game sevens, I think, are Monday. And then they basically mm-hmm. would be starting the Western Conference Finals on Wednesday. So I think that's sort of bold as well for the Warriors. So I don't know, whichever way it goes. And, yeah. And then there's going to be a game. So since the, it's going to be a game seven for Phoenix and Dallas, They'll start Wednesday and then it will be a game every other day. So every rest other day. for the Warriors coming up is huge, especially exactly. That's another thing this season I've been noticing a lot. Clay, everyone, they, they're talking about their age. Like we're not as young as we used to be. No. This rest is huge for them. Um, especially with these games coming up, because yeah, it's gonna be every other day, the entire Western Conference Finals, which Yeah, I was surprised when grind. I heard Clay say that so openly, but then I was <laughs> like, Okay, well, I'm glad that they're acknowledging it because they mm-hmm. need it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's that lack of rest that's hurting Chris Paul. Because, I mean, even I was just like, Chris can't, like, he'll give you, like, a good game. And then, like, the next game, he can't get back to that same height, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that was always noticeable to me. So now when you're playing games, like, every other day, you know, that becomes challenging. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I really don't know. So my my gut is telling me it's still going to end up being Warrior Suns, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if the the Mavs pull it out. I mean, they have the best player on the court, you yeah, know. Yeah, and so they're it, like, I feel like they're one game away from like Luka going off for like a crazy, you know, fifty point game or something, which I feel like he's, you know, kind of due for to winning Game Seven. Um, right. So I feel like before, you know, I for sure thought Phoenix had it in the bag, but now it's just like I feel like it can go either way. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. And then, like, have you been watching the East the East games at all? I have when I've been trying. Lots of times I'll be in the media room when they're on. So I've been missing, you know, bits and pieces of that. But that that game seven is going to be wild. Did you, see, first, Cel- I, did you see the game six with Celtics and Bucks? 
So Jason I, Tatum was going off and yeah, Giannis was Jason going off. Tatum it was crazy. Is one of my favorite young players to watch right now. Oh my God. We he's, have a lot in so common. We I've do. Seen. See, we have good taste. We have good taste <laughs> in basketball. Because <laughs> Jason Tatum, he is just, and it's wild because he's still so young. And also, shout out St. Louis. He's from Missouri. So I have to give it okay. to Shout out St. Louis. But Jason Tatum, yeah, he's one of my favorite players to watch. And it's pretty crazy, too, to see the Celtics, how they turn their season around. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know they were going to be in the playoffs at first. Like, they were no, I know. Neither, such none a of us. start. And then they ended up, you know, with the better record. First, Milwaukee, right? Yes. They yes, record. they did. Well, mm-hmm. because Milwaukee, I mean, they say they didn't. But it all kind of, it kind of seemed like they were ducking that last game. So they wouldn't have to play the Nets. And the yeah. Celtics were just like, whatever. We're just going to go out and play. And now that benefits them because they're going to have home court because Milwaukee had it by virtue of mm-hmm. like, I think tiebreaker or they were one, I think actually they were one game up, but if they lost that game, then like the second, third and fourth all ended like in a three-way tie. So their tiebreakers determined it and mm-hmm. Celtics got home court. So now, you know, look at that. I mean, Giannis is for sure the best player in the series, but they have to go into Boston and game seven, anything goes. And like the Celtics are going to have that home court advantage. And TD garden is a nice home court advantage to have like that arena is serious. Yeah, they are their fans though. I've heard a lot of stories about Boston, Mm -hmm. their fans, including they can be like, there's a lot of racism. Yeah. Some of the stuff that's said, which is awful, but that's a, that's a hard place to go into and win a game seven for sure. It is. And I've gone, cause I actually like the Celtics are low key, like my East team. So I've gone to like a lot of Celtics games. I've been there. And then when the Warriors come over, I always go. So like, I went up, like when they had their little East coast trip, I went to the game in Philly. I went to the game in New York, obviously because some stuff like broke the record. I oh, went so up incredible. to Boston. So it was all like within a week's time. Um, so I go to games in Boston quite often. Um, I tend to think if you're on the seats that cost a little bit more, it's maybe a little bit better, easier. I haven't had any experiences with anyone being crazy to me. The fans have been pretty like, you know, nice, but they can, they can get like really nasty. Madison Square Garden can get like that. I remember one time security when I was seated because I came in and like the opposing, you know, gear and they were just like, if anyone troubles you, if anyone bothers you, and I'm like, you're telling me this in advance? This is crazy. Wow, um, that's crazy. And one one woman, like people did start throwing things at her. Um, and so they had to like, they moved her to like another area. It was crazy, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, terrible. this was some years ago, so maybe it's calmed down, but not. I, I actually don't even like going to MSG, which is why I wish the Nets could get their shit together because I prefer Barclays, like, as a venue, I mm-hmm. prefer Barclays, but they're pretty boring in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great for saying. us that we took over the arena. We were like right. winning MVP for stuff and that's great. But I'm just saying like, it's because like Brooklyn is a lot like Oakland. And so I'm just like, Brooklyn deserves better than this like mm-hmm. whack fan base that doesn't know how to support <laughs> their team. So yeah, I hope t- that it improves. Yeah, I was hoping with Katie going there, Kyrie, that the fan base would, you know, especially from Kyrie being around there, like being from around there, I was hoping the fan base would really build up. But yeah, they just. I think because they're not homegrown, you know, so it's just like the fans they have right now are like the individual fans of those players who just kind of travel with them versus like. 
and there are Nets fans out there. So I don't want to say that they don't have them, but they have some growing to do and they're always going to kind of be the little brother to the Knicks. So, um, you know, whatever, but the venue is incredibly nice. It's really, really, really nice. So, um, yeah. So I, I think TD garden is going to be a good, um, advantage though. I have the Celtics part of that's my heart, but I also just think like, I saw an interesting stat the other day, like with the teams that advance in the West, like the teams that have the most assists, like advance. And I don't think it was just like this year, but like in past years and like, that's been the Celtics, you know, and that was the heat and the heat advance. So, um, I think that's a good sign for them. And Jason Tatum, he seems to just show up in like these big games, like in these game sevens or whenever, like last mm-hmm. night it was a closeout game and he'd been not the best all series. And he came out and he like gave you a game. They're going to be at home. They're going to feed off of that crowd. So I have Celtics in seven, but you know, it's Giannis. So you never know. That's the thing with Giannis, but I think the Celtics pulling it off. Like, I really feel like this game is going to go either way. And, yeah. you know, even last year we saw um, the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, went right down to the wire. And then TD, you know, his big foot is <laughs> on the line. And that's what <laughs> sent the marks to the, yeah. to the finals. But this game, I feel like it could be the same way. It could go literally either way. I know. Thankfully, it's crazy because I want to say thankfully, like my heart won't be like going crazy, but it will be because I really want the Celtics to win. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite Marcus Smart not being on my good list anymore, but I want (laughs) you. I will say though, that play on Steph, I have to say, I just, I don't think he was trying to hurt him. I think it was a hustle play and that's what, you know, on defense, that's what he does. Like, I don't think it wasn't like a Dylan Brooks. No, it wasn't. And I agree that it wasn't, but he's another one too. That's just like, I don't think he's as reckless as Dylan, (laughs) but it's just, again, it's like that thing to me, like, because of the way that you play, you're like bound to injure people. Mm -hmm. Um, just because you're like, it's like, you're just with reckless abandonment, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you play like that and I get it, there are just guys in the league that make their money like that. But when it injures my guy, then I don't like you. So, (laughs) but yeah, no, I don't think like his intent was like, let me go, you know, hurt Steph or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I do, I for sure want the Celtics to win. So I hope they pull it out. I just think Ime like has done an incredible job as a coach. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like the Celtics, the Celtics deserve this run. Like they, I don't know. I would just like to see them go through. So, I mean, they still would have to play Miami and Miami had, would have home court and that wouldn't be easy, but I, I, I want the Celtics and I like the Celtics. So I don't know. It might be with my heart pick, but that's what I'm going with. Bonson and I were talking about this too, though. If the Warriors do make it to the finals and it's the Celtics, the Celtics concern me a lot. They um, do. I, they came in to chase. Do you remember when they came in to chase it in? Like they. They oh, I mean, that was tough. And I. That's the team that really concerns me. If the Warriors do make it to the finals, the Celtics, they would be so tough. I agree with you. You know, it's hard with a lot of the the regular season games, even like the ones with the Mavs, for me to look too much into any of them because this team wasn't like intact. So it's like hard to know because we we had players missing in like all those matchups. And when the Celtics came in, that was the game Steph went down. So we beat yeah. them when the, but that was the pre-Celtics before they like turned it around. So it's like, it's hard to really say, you know, I mean, <coughs> the Celtics, 
it would be like what the best offense versus the best defense. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's interesting because they're prone to like these scoring just droughts. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I think kind of the good thing, I mean, like even if they have Rob Williams back, they don't have like one of those bigs that like the Warriors would have to worry about. So in terms like of the matchup, I think it would be like pretty interesting to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, most I people- do- Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go you ahead. go. Oh, I was just going to say, too, the Celtics, you know, how good their defense is. That's concerning a little bit just with the Warriors, the way their offense has been going through droughts, and it's like they don't score for a while. But part of me also wonders if maybe, in a way, that will help them limit their turnovers because they're, no, they're going to know they can't be sloppy with the ball. They right. have to take care of the ball. Because if the Celtics are going to get turnovers, they're obviously going to force them. And so the Warriors can't continue to have these unforced turnovers. So maybe in a way it'll be like, oh, we can't be, you know, careless with the ball, making all these, you know, stupid right. passes that there's being extra with, like, just get back on the basics, take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me wonders that maybe in a way that will kind of wake them up a little bit and be like, okay, let's take it. Of course, they have to get to the finals first, but. <laughs> that doesn't... No, I know. We look, this is just normal talk. We're not saying they are going to get there. We're yeah. respecting all opponents, but. Yeah, Bonte, when he was on my show, he we talked about that too. And we, we feel similar. I'm just like, he's like, the, the Celtics, that defense. And I'm just like, I really do think that's probably the most difficult matchup. So I shouldn't be rooting for them. But most people seem to be more worried about the Bucks and Giannis. And I get it. But I don't know. I feel like with the Bucks, I mean, granted, by the finals, you could see Chris Middleton would probably be back. But mm-hmm. I just feel like the Bucks are similar in that, like, you can probably just let Giannis go off and contain the others and be okay. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think they have the ability to, to sort of do that um, defensively. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had, like, the Bucks had a blowout win versus us, and we had a blowout win versus them. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't know. But I just, I something about the Celtics. So I agree. That would probably, to me, in my opinion – that's the harder matchup than the Bucks, even though the Bucks have Giannis. But it's it's I feel like that you do. Fonte does. I think we're smart yeah. people, so I'm gonna go with exactly. our take. <laughs> exactly. I think we're all. I think we're all right. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I would like it too. That's just I. I would just like to watch both teams play. I kind of like as I watch that series with the Celtics and the Bucks. I am one of those people who gets a little frustrated, like watching Giannis, because I'm like these are offensive fouls guys and you're not calling them like he just gets to kind of like barrel in like you can't breathe on him you know people like they should stop following I'm like come on like if you even look at him these fouls are being called so yeah I just like I I really don't I'm I'm not in the mood for that kind of like game so I just I don't want to watch it like from a just uh just you know, from a viewing experience, I don't want to mm-hmm. see it like a stylistic. So I don't, I don't, I want the bucks out of here. If, 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 yeah. if, if the Celtics can't do it, then I need the heat to do it. But I haven't even contemplated a heat finals I and I feel either. like I'm underselling the them. Yeah. I haven't sleep on the heat. I just, I don't like, I don't know. I used to love Jimmy Butler because I used to be, um, being from Missouri, growing up, of course, we didn't have an NBA team there. Um, so the Chicago Bulls during the Derrick Rose era, that was my team. And then that's when, you know, Jimmy Butler eventually came in. I ended up being a big Jimmy Butler fan. But I just don't see him 
being that superstar that can carry a team to the finals. Right. I just don't see it. And I we, none of us do. Yeah. And I I've been sleeping on Miami, I'm gonna admit. <laughs> like all you, of I us, not all even of us. I have not even considered them going to the finals. I know. Uh, That's why it would be pretty funny if they make it and I <laughs> I I'm like I, I because I haven't even thought about it, I'm like, how would I feel about a heat? Warriors finals I don't even know so I don't know they could make it but I'd, I'd same I really haven't paid too much attention to it mm-hmm. yep. same here. Mm. wow you know <laughs> whatever it is it, it is what it is we'll find out so I mean if you had to make predictions I mean we kind of talked about like who they would be but if you had to make your predictions what would it be what do you think is going to happen in these game sevens um, <laughs> because either way, you can go either way. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna go with Phoenix. I think Phoenix is gonna pull it off. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Celtics. I think the Celtics might do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll go with Phoenix and then the Celtics. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just feel like, I don't know, well, obviously, because I want the Warriors win, so I can't be thinking that the Celtics are going to win it all, but I just feel like this is their year. Like, they're going to make a deep run. They um, just have something in them that they could pull it off. Like, yeah. in past years, they never had that, where it's like they get close, but you just never felt like they were actually going to do it. But watching them against the Bucks, I mean, they just have as good of a chance you know, as winning as the Bucks do. So I think that maybe this is their year. And Jason Tatum, like we talked about, he's young, but each year he's just getting so much more mature and he can show up in these big games when he's needed. Yeah, so I, I agree. And then also the Celtics defense, like their defense is so incredible. It's so good. Um, so Anytime Celtics- you have a great defense, you really have a chance. You really do. And I mean, the Bucks have a good defense too, but I don't know. There's just something about, that Celtics defense I'm like this is incredible you know Mm -hmm. because as much as people are talking about Giannis and everything he's doing and he's Giannis he's like you know arguably the best player in the world and so um you know it's like he's gonna put up numbers but he's had to work really hard and he hasn't always been efficient and and that's a testament to their like defense right like because you're not gonna stop a guy like that but if you can make it harder on him to score his points or slow him down you're giving yourself a chance. And so their their defense has been incredible. It has been. I definitely think they have a chance. Yeah. For sure. Well, we'll, we'll see. see. Whitley, thank you so much for, for coming on. Uh, it was such a pleasure talking to you. I'm glad that we finally got to do this. And I'm sure Dove Nation is going to be excited to hear from you because we don't always get to hear from you as much. I mean, we <laughs> do, but it's like, you know, like, the people want to hear from you more. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me on. This is so much fun. We'll have yeah. to do it again anytime. Like I said, I feel bad that we had to wait so long. Like, it's okay. The schedule right now is all over the place. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I actually think it's great that it's worked out for the postseason. So no, no issues yeah. at all. All right. Well, you have enjoy the rest of the weekend. I'm yeah. going to take a nap because I was up really late last night yeah. after that game. Get some sleep. <laughs> That's been a crazy week. <laughs> yeah, and I was so mad that there was no basketball on today, and now I'm sort of oh, like happy about it. I'm just like, yes, like Natalie takes this day. Just relax, so. group, <laughs> get ready because I feel like 
Sunday, like tomorrow's gonna be insane, like it's gonna be insane. And then we'll know, you know, who the Warriors are gonna play and it's just gonna be every other day. Every <laughs> other day. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a rating, a review. Do what you do. Always do. I appreciate your support. Until next time, guys. Take care.